Welcome back to the Georgia 2024 show. We're brought to you by the Georgia Record. And no, I'm not in a weed farm. I am in a hotel in Florida. If you were wondering, on the road, traveling, not in the studio this week, obviously. Welcome, Bill, my co-host, Bill Quinn. Hey, good afternoon. Does look like a nice place to be this afternoon for you. Yeah, it's hot, but uh, I still got the jacket on. Um, so we are going to request that you please sign up for our podcast. Uh, it's anywhere podcasts are. Uh, we need to grow that number and get people listening to this on audio. It's on any podcast provider. Hit the notification button so you get notified the podcast is there. Sign up for our Rumble channel, CDM1. We need to grow the audience there. We're on Gab, Getter, Truth, uh, X. Uh, we're everywhere. So find the Georgia show and listen to us every Wednesday and Sunday. We might get more during the week as the election approaches. And please sign up for our no ad subscriptions. Top right corner, Georgia record, subscribe with no ads, and you'll get access to all of CDM's content around the world with no advertisements. And as we speak about advertisements, I want to talk to you about uh, one of our big sponsors now is the Wellness Company. And we really want to support them because they're supporting free media. So go to twc.health forward slash CDM. And you can use promo code CDM and get a 10% discount on their emergency medical kit. Uh, Biden came out this week and scolded all Americans for listening to vaccine misinformation. And uh, he's upset you're not ready to get the fourth booster, fifth booster, whatever, or the new one, which is already the uh, variant is already extinct. They are still pushing the so shot, surprisingly. We know they're going to do something as the election approaches. We don't know what but you want to protect your family. So if you get this emergency medical kit, you get everything that could come down the pike to protect your family with. Is that being against tick bites, against new COVID variants, against uh, bioweapons like bubonic plague, the Black Death. One of these takes care of one adult, so you may need more than one, but please go to twc.health forward slash CDM. Use promo code CDM for a 10% discount and protect your family because as, we, as we've seen in Maui and other uh, areas that have been hit by something strange out of the blue, the power can go down for a long time and you need to be able to take care of your loved ones. So Tony Lyons is coming on shortly. He is, you know, the publisher of Skyhorse Publishing, but he's also, you may not know, that one of the co-heads of the American Values 2024 PAC, which is a PAC supporting Robert F. Kennedy Jr. We wanted to talk to him about what's going on because as you may have heard, Kennedy has decided, it sounds like, he hasn't made the official announcement yet, but it sounds like he's going to run as a third-party candidate. And uh, this is going to be a big deal, and that means Georgia is going to be a big deal. So I think you're going to see a lot more of the Kennedy people here. Um, Bill was at a Kennedy event last night in Georgia, one of the first ones. He'll tell you about that in a minute. But Tony is going to talk to us about the PAC, you know, what, what its goals are in Georgia uh, after that, we'll have an old favorite. Uh, Chris Gleason is going to join us later in the show, actually, to talk about Wisconsin. He's got some breaking election news. And then we got a, a, a treat for you. Jack Maxey is an old friend of mine, and I've known him for a while, for several years. And he was one of the early ones going through the Hunter Biden laptop. So as the impeachment, uh, whatever you want to call it, escapade percolates through D.C., where the rhinos are going to prevent doing it, and Biden is trying to lie and say nothing happened and Maxie's going to tell you exactly what the biden crime family was up to it's because he's seen it all and uh bill before we get we're waiting on tony he may be a few minutes late why don't you talk to us about the event last night with kennedy 
Sure, happy to. Let me uh, let me also first mention that Rasmussen came out uh, with a poll in the last few days, and it may give a hint as to people's thinking, and we'll, we'll compare this to what we actually saw last night. But Rasmussen said in their latest poll that um, looking at Democrats, 25 percent uh, had indicated that they, uh, they, they would consider voting for RFK Jr. Um, mm-hmm. And then if that's if he was running on the Democratic ticket, inter- interestingly enough, if he was on an independent or third party ticket, 33 percent said they would consider him. So that might be an indication of uh, of, of what um, what they're thinking about. Last night, and I'll pull up a, just a quick shot of uh, RF, uh, RFK on stage last night. It was very interesting. It was uh, uh, at the uh, Gas South uh, Conference Center. It was uh, actually quite a full room and uh, a very you know a very interesting crowd, folks from a lot of different backgrounds. There were folks there that. Uh, I think would identify as, as I'll call them conservatives. Um, there were folks there that were, you know, middle of the road. It, it seemed to draw a, um, uh, an attraction for people from really all backgrounds. Um, the topics that RFK covered were really fascinating. And if you look at um, his website, he speaks about uh, very quickly truth mm-hmm. and what he seemed to focus on last night was in fact truths about America, about America's background, about some of the things that I think most people inherently feel, especially when they look at their kids these days, but, but may not have really considered where, how did this start? He, uh, it, it really struck home with me because he reminisced to essentially the 50s and 60s and talked about, you know, an era of, of real prosperity for the country and then showed how that has evolved now to a much more challenging, much more complex uh, stratagem, if you will, of, of factors that are making it very difficult for folks, you know, with especially with a single income to earn a living uh, for their kids to be able to own homes. And I I know that firsthand. Uh, you know, we're lucky enough to have uh, uh, a child that has been able to uh, to buy their own home, but a couple others that haven't yet, and it is challenging. He talked about how folks feel that this is a um, something of a rigged system, if you will, rigged economic system. So it was very interesting. And afterwards, uh, many people really focused on, gosh, this was all about truth. And, and yes, he asked for people's vote and so forth, but it was it was almost more the feeling was one of let me tell you more about what's been going on in this country. He uh, he, he talked about uh, JFK's death. He talked about some very interesting timing of things mm-hmm. that happened just before and then just just after JFK's assassination. Very interesting gentleman. I had the chance to uh, to speak with him very very briefly and get a get a photo uh, afterwards. Very nice guy. Very significant presence um, with the people that were there. Almost everybody in the room lined up afterwards so that they could shake his hand, meet him, and, and perhaps even get a photo. So um, wow. fascinating. And uh, he'll, as a matter of fact, he's appearing again today uh, at uh, Clark University here in town. So. Uh, Hopefully that will be just as uh, just as meaningful as what we saw last night. So we've made an effort here at the Georgia show to bring in all candidates from all parties and, and really let Georgians uh, 
decide for themselves. We've asked a lot of the Republican congressmen to come on and, and others in the GOP that have not taken us up on that offer recently. But um, so now I'm going to, Bill, can you bring in Tony Lyons? I sure can. Hey, Tony. Hey, Tony. Good to see you. Can you hear us? Can you hear me, Tony? <laughs> Interesting. Well, Tony, can you hear us yet? Yes. Oh, there. there you go. Excellent. So thank you. I know you're busy, Tony, and thank you for coming on. Um, everybody knows you as Skyhorse Publishing, but I just told them you're also running the American Values 2024 pack, at least the co-head, I understand. So right. uh, your, your candidate was here last night in Georgia. Tell us what the pack is trying to do specifically in the state. Yeah, so the PAC is really just trying to amplify Bobby's message. You know, 40% of, of uh, people nationally say they don't really know who Bobby Kennedy is or what he would do as president. So part of our, our mission is, is to change that and, and to make sure that the entire country knows what kind of president he would be, knows the things that he really cares about, like fighting government corruption, getting us out of foreign wars, protecting free speech, all of those kinds of things. So... That's one of uh, Bobby's strong points is that he's had a track record of going after some of these agencies. D do you see that being an, a an asset to him as he possibly would stand up against uh, some of this embedded bureaucracy that is, you know, not maybe doing the best thing for America? Yeah, it's kind of a fascinating thing. I mean, you know, one 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 thought that I had, you know, with the DNC coming down so hard on Bobby Kennedy, telling lies about him you know, passing all of these new rules, you know, really doing everything that they can do to make sure that he can't be the Democratic candidate for president, um, is that in some way the establishment is more afraid of Bobby Kennedy than they are of, of Donald Trump even, you know, mm -hmm. that, that they believe that because Bobby has been suing all of these government agencies and, and really knows them well for the last 40 years, he has a roadmap for stopping the government corruption that nobody else has. So he knows how these agencies work and how they're just, you know, they're propped up and they're funded by the companies that they're supposed to be regulating. And so he is a real threat to the status quo. And they're terrified that he's gonna come in to the government and he's gonna end this corruption. And, and the savings from ending that corruption, whether it's the military industrial complex and all the foreign wars, and the trillions of dollars that have been wasted there, or the government agency waste, where they're just basically giving handouts to you know this kind of gravy train to you know twenty different multi-billion-dollar companies. That that savings can go to the people of this country. It can go to lower taxes. It can go to better roads, better infrastructure. So you know, Bobby Kennedy would change the way business is done in Washington, and he would fight for the people of this country, for the people who are doing the work in this country. And, and nobody else is going to do that. Nobody else is capable of it. Nobody else has the information and the background that Bobby Kennedy has. It was interesting. Uh, before you came on, Tony, uh, I'd mentioned I, I was lucky enough to be able to attend uh, uh, RFK Jr.'s uh, presentation last night here in Georgia. And it was very clear that one of the key themes was around the structure of the economy and what what it meant it uh, described it as many people feeling that it's rigged against them and right. so that was that was a key theme along with this notion of you know 
and, and he got, I think, standing ovation to both of these. The other is, you know, we've been in these continuing wars that have cost trillions. And, and what's the point? What's going on? What is driving this? Um, that seems seems like you you guys and, and everybody that's supporting them are, are really listening to those messages and, and reflecting them. Sure. I mean, these wars are clearly not for anything other than, you know, funneling money to a very small number of big, powerful companies that, that then are colluding with government agencies. So, you know, it's hard to look at any of the recent wars we've been in, you know, any of the wars since, since Vietnam and including Vietnam that we've been in that have benefited the United States in any way. I mean, it's one thing to have a strong military to defend the country. But it's something different to to get involved in, in in all of these things that are where where we don't even know what the mission is. I mean, nobody can point to what happened in Iraq or Afghanistan or Syria or even places like Yemen, um, and you know, and in, 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 in no way in uh, Ukraine that that there's a real benefit to us. I mean, where is the benefit? And there's all this money wasted there, and that's money that could be repatriated. And, and that could go to making people's lives in this country better. So Bobby points out, you know, time after time that 57% of the people in this country don't have $1,000 in the bank. You know, the vast mm -hmm. majority of the people in this country are in really bad financial shape. They're paying 29% interest on their taxes. I mean, the, you know, the mafia, when they used to charge those kinds of rates, you know, pe people could go to jail for charging 29%. Um, but so, you know, there's there's this war on the middle class and that has to end. And you need a president who's not going to be in the middle of these partisan politics of sort of people thinking that the real battle is between left and right, where the real battle is really between a very small number of incredibly powerful corporations and government officials and everybody else. Tony, uh, Bill and I were talking prior to the show, and he, he mentioned last night it was obvious that that uh, Bobby had uh, private security at the event. Um, talk to us about that. Do you, do you know anything about the effort to get him Secret Service protection? Because some polls are saying it's 30 percent of the vote now if he runs as an independent. Yeah. So so I, so I think, you know, getting him protection has has been a fascinating process because, you, you know, you kind of look at it and Obama got protection you know, something like 500 days before the election. Many, many other people have gotten it 200, 300, 400 days before. So all of these stories come out on, you know, major TV shows on CNN, on CBS, ABC, where, where they're claiming nobody else got it this early. And, and that isn't true. Nobody at a level anywhere close to the percentage of the, of the vote you know, of the of, of the polling. I mean, Bobby is at 19 percent nationally in a three way race now with yeah. Biden and with Trump. So and that's before he's even announced. So he's definitely going to get a bump once he actually comes out and, and, and tells the public what he's doing. So there's been nobody in the last 50 years who was at the level he was at at this point in the process who has been denied protection. What, uh, what, what, what is the, do you have any idea how this is going to lay out for his announcement and, and the process over the next few months? How are you going to get him on the ballot? Are you involved in that? I know you're the PAC, not the campaign, but do you, do you know if there's a strategy to get him on the ballot? 
Yeah, I don't I don't know the uh, details of it, but, you mm -hmm. know, they are they are clearly thinking it through very, very carefully. And yeah. you know, the polling that I've seen just looks really, really promising that as a third party candidate, Bobby Kennedy can win. And, you know, like I said, people are tired of the partisan politics, the the polling on, you know, how people feel towards the DNC or the RNC or members of Congress or the president. It's all just so incredibly low. And somebody like Bobby Kennedy, who's willing to actually give people some kind of a choice, you know, and, and, and really go through what the issues are and how we're going to solve them, how we're going to solve all these problems. And the right and the left are so busy fighting each other that they're just not solving any problems. And you have mm -hmm. you know, time after time this brinksmanship to, you know, you know whether they're going to fund the government, but, you know, you know but, but they do it each time. So, you know, it, it's just these games just, just keep going on and on and on. And what we need is people who are going to focus on the corruption. That's where the real money is. So it's, yeah. so it's not in these endless budget fights over, you know, whose pork project is going to get more funding. Mm -hmm. It's about cutting, you know, it, 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 it is, you know, Donald Trump's really right that it is about draining the swamp, but it, it's just about who's the best person to do that now. And I, and I think Bobby Kennedy has the training, has the drive, has the passion to actually drain the swamp. One of the things that uh, we heard from the crowd last night was, and you mentioned it, you know, they're, they're tired of the partisan stuff. And partisan means parties, right? And so um, in, in conversation with a couple of them, I said, well, you know, does that mean that you, depending on which party he ends up in or is a third party, that's the deciding factor? No, it's about him. And they, right. they would they would say, I believe in that gentleman. I, I don't care what, you know, fundamentally don't really care what party he's in. And we heard this recently from a gentleman that was talking to another uh, one of our colleagues across the airwaves and, and basically same thing. They're looking for the right candidate, the right person to rest their belief on. Yeah, that I think is is definitely true. You know, people are so tired of being told what to do, what to think, what to read who their candidates are going to be. They don't want the DNC deciding for them. They don't want the RNC deciding for them. They want real choice, real options. And, and that's what Bobby Kennedy is going to give people that, you know, he isn't running as a partisan politician, you know, even if he was going to run as a Democrat. And in, and in some ways, he is still running as a Democrat with the old kind of democratic values, you know, with the, you know, you know, the, the points of view that, his father had that his uncle had, you know, which are to fight corruption, keep us out of war, you know, really try to help the middle class, try to rebuild this country. I mean, those are classic Democratic Party values, but the Democratic Party doesn't have them now. So what he's really doing is he's taking, you know, as a third party candidate, he's taking the Democratic Party with him, but it's the real Democratic Party. And, and the DNC represents this fake Democratic Party, which is just about corruption, which is just about backing a very small number of corporate in interests at the expense of Democrats in this country. So, you know, that that's how I see it. I don't I don't feel like he's leaving the Democratic Party. I think the Democratic Party left all of us. Tony, what's what's the response from the public? I know you've been heavily in South Carolina and in other areas early states. What are you hearing? What's the feedback from people on the ground? So I think, you know, from the polling we've done, 
people are becoming more and more enthusiastic, which is really fascinating when you think about it, because there's been, you know, the DNC spent so much money and so much time and, you know, used so much of their power to try to keep Bobby Kennedy down. And yet his polling numbers keep going up and his likability numbers now are higher than both Trump and Biden. And, you know, so it's fascinating that that can happen when the, you know, when some of the most powerful people and some of the most powerful groups on the planet are trying to make people hate him, trying to make people think that he believes things that he clearly doesn't. So, you know, that I think is a great sign. And it shows that when people really hear him talk and they hear the things that he would do as president, then they like him and they want him to be their president. And, you know, like you said, Bill, they don't care whether he's a Democrat or Republican or any other party. They just want to make sure that they have somebody who's going to be honest with them, who's going to fight for them and who's not going to bow, you know, to this incredibly powerful oligarchy that has been growing in this country over the last 20 years. Yeah. One of the things that I, I found fascinating is he uh, talked about a number of, you know, what, what folks might consider to be kind of harsh truths, you know, the, the impact of the uh, military industrial complex over the past 30 years, the, the way that, uh, as you say, certain investment firms seem to gravitate back toward uh, being the recipients of much of this, much of these funds and, and ownership and so forth. And you would think in the old days, people would go, gosh, you know, these are tough things to hear. I'm a little scared of this. But people seem to be, they seem to be up to speed. They seem to accept it. Even some of the real harsh stuff about the nature of who we can trust and can't trust in three-letter agencies, people didn't shy away from it at all. They gave them a big round of applause and seemed to go, yeah, we we know and we're ready to accept this stuff and, you know, figure it out. It was fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I think both the DNC and the RNC have to recognize that there is a revolution going on in this con country and it's, it's a peaceful rebellion, you know, People are flocking to other kinds of, of, of media, to shows like this, to, you know, the gigantic shows like Joe Rogan. And, you know, they're they're looking for something they can trust and they're looking for some candidate they can trust. And they see that in Bobby Kennedy, because, you know, if there's anything that you should believe with Bobby Kennedy. So you, you might not agree with him about every issue, but the thing is, he will be honest to the public. He will not lie about any of the things that so many other politicians lie about. He will not lie about anything. So, you know, that's what you get, somebody of integrity. And if you have that to a lot of people on the left and the right, that's more important than anything. They, they want somebody who's going to tell them the truth, who's going to, you know, lay out the issues and make the arguments so that they can really think them through. And they haven't gotten that. And they know they can't trust their newspapers. They can't trust their magazines. They can't trust the government. They can't trust their TV shows. And they're sick and tired of that. And they're willing to vote for somebody who's going to be different. Tony, what else uh, do the do our audience need to know about the PAC or about Kennedy or before we let you go? Yeah, sure. So the best way to learn more is to go to AmericanValues2024.com. And uh, sorry, it's uh, .org. And that will have daily updates on what the PAC's doing. We have, we've, we've hired 71 people. We're uh, uh, setting up operations in, in many, many states and, and in the near future will be in, in all states. 
and we, we really want people's help. We, we want them to be involved. We want them to volunteer. We want them to donate money. Um, and, and we really want them to, to learn about who Bobby Kennedy is because they, 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 they know a lot about Biden and they know a lot about Trump, but so many people don't really know what Bobby Kennedy would do as president. So I, I want to encourage them to go to that site and, and to read it carefully. And we're building it out day after day. Tony, thanks. We'll have you back on down the road as this progresses. Appreciate you coming okay, Thanks on. so much. Take care. So uh, interesting, as I said, more to come there. We're going to really try to inform the Georgia public as to what's happening on all sides of the aisle, not just the GOP, um, but um, we'll even invite some Democrats on and let them give their, their, you know, their spiel to the public. And, and we're going to ask them some hard questions and, and see if they'll take us up on coming on and trying to answer them. Uh, Bill, I wanted to, before we bring on our next guest, you know, we're talking about Georgia. You know, I grew up in Georgia. I was born here. I, uh, I, I lived in LaGrange. I, I moved to Savannah where I went to high school. I worked in Buckhead for oh, about a decade. And the Georgia I grew up with, is, it seems to me, doesn't exist anymore. And it, it, it's sick. And it's sick on both sides uh, of the fence. And it, it, it seems both parties are corrupt and maybe even working for the same people. And I think we're going to try on the Georgia show to find out who, where the allegiances are on both sides of the aisle or all three sides of the aisle. And is it the American people? Is it the Georgia uh, people, the, the people of Georgia that politicians are supporting? And that's going to be borne out by their actions, not what they say. And, you know, our, our friend Kemp just came back from, uh, from the World Economic Forum in Davos with Klaus Schwab. And I think you have some breaking video on that, don't you, Bill? I do. Give me just a moment and I will uh, we'll bring that up. Hopefully it yeah, I do. <laughs> I just need to get to it. <laughs> Our other guest, Jack Maxey, is in the wings waiting. We'll bring him on next. If it's too much of a problem, we can just bring on oh. Jack. Can you hear that? No. Okay. <laughs> Tell you we'll what, I'm going to drop. Bring... Yeah, bring give me just Jack. a minute. I can bring him in. Why don't you go ahead and do that and give me just a moment and I'll get this squared away. Hey, Jack, good to see you again. Hey, Todd, how are you, man? I, I really appreciate your bravery and uh, your diligence in covering the topics that a lot of people won't. So Thank you for that. You. Thank you. So we, you and I have been doing that for a long time. Uh, and you are one, people may not know our audience. We've interviewed you several times on several of our shows, but this audience was specific to Georgia and they may not know the history. Could give us a 30,000 foot overview of what you found on the Biden crime family going through the laptop in the, in the beginning? Well, at the very beginning, we found multiple uh, crimes inside the broker dealer, which were never investigated. And we now have the Congress claiming that all the clock has run out on them. I warned them about this before the election in 2020. No irony that Peter Strzok's wife was made head of SEC enforcement on the 22nd of January, 2021. Uh, Clearly, the Biden family is compromised by the Chinese communists. I think that they uh, there's 
much more to that than most people believe because their patrons inside China are the Zung family. The Zung family is probably almost as powerful as Chairman Z. There's a chance that, uh, you know, the Biden family's uh, participation with these things will bring down the Chinese government if all is revealed. Uh, there's no question to me that they have sold out the country. I mean, remember, for example, when you want to just talk about corruption, Hunter gets hired by Burisma in April of 2014, and the top line item for the Burisma executives is that Hunter get his, that, that they get their visas so that they can travel. And uh, they don't get paid until they get their visas, and that had to have come from John Kerry. Now, remember, Chris Hines was one of their partners, but he quit when they got hired by Burisma, and John Kerry pretends that, that he never heard about that, but Chris Hines, we know from a FOIA request, sent emails to both of Kerry's chiefs of staff. And I have uh, photographs published by the State Department, open source, showing Kerry being briefed the day that those emails were sent to him, his chiefs of staff, and twice the following day. I can't imagine that they did not say that your stepson, Chris, contacted you. Uh, they were trying to, they would have sold us out uh, for almost anything. And as I've said many times, the Bidens are not Rosenbergs. They're not uh, ideologically motivated. They're just grifters. Yeah. I think the real problem that the American people need to confront is that the Bidens did not do this without the knowledge and cooperation of the U.S. intelligence services. And a perfect example of that is there's a guy named Kofor Black longtime CIA case officer, an acolyte of Brennan's when uh, he was in Riyadh in Saudi. And Kofor Black has sits on the board of uh, Burisma too. I mean, you can see this in public filings inside Cyprus. Uh, his signature is right next to Hunter's on dozens of corporate documents. Uh, let's not forget the very first flight that Hunter and Devin Archer took with Burisma was to Kazakhstan to meet with Prime Minister Masimov slash head of state security slash uh, bagman for Nazarbayev. And the purpose of that trip was to circle up the best, uh, the best, shall we say, oil and gas leases that were still available in Kazakhstan for sale to Sinoc, Chinese National Offshore Oil Company. In fact, Archer and Hunter have a discussion in which they say, listen, if we can just use Burisma to cut deals with the communist Chinese, it'll be like going on an elephant safari every day for the rest of our lives. Uh, it really was. I mean, remember, Joe Biden takes Hunter on a trip to Beijing. Purpose of that trip was to shut down the construction of those landfilled aircraft carriers in the South China Sea. He fails, uh, and a month later, Hunter and his partners, which include Devin Archer and another guy named James Bolger, named for his uncle, Whitey Bolger, the uh, criminal kingpin of South Boston, uh, center of the largest scandal in the history of the FBI, in which FBI special agents uh, cooperated in even murders that they covered up. Uh, the guy's name I want to 
I'll, I'll forget it. I think it was o, O'Connor or something like that. He's still in jail, I think, right now for the rest of his life. But everybody was involved. The, the real question for me is everybody keeps concentrating on the Bidens, but I want to know why is it that in every single case, U.S. intelligence was involved in covering up these crimes or making sure that they were not exposed. I mean, a perfect example is Cooper Black. Secondary example is Hunter being rescued by Secret Service agents in 2018 and on crack vendors with trafficked women in which he's not even supposed to have Secret Service protection. In one case, two Secret Service agents uh, show up at a hotel in Los Angeles in the spring of 2018. Why? Because it's been flagged that Hunter has uh, accidentally Venmoed $27,000 to somebody in, I believe it was Russia, for uh, the services of a trafficked woman. And you have to ask yourself a question. Why is Secret Service flagging someone who at that point under the statute doesn't even merit Secret Service protection? Yeah. So, you know. So our, just for our audience, this, what you're hours. saying is this was bigger than anyone knows. It was he was working with a lot of different companies. It wasn't the Chinese, just one of the Ukrainians. I mean, he was using State Department assets, ambassadors in Romania and other countries to make deals for their personal family, really. I mean, using Air Force Two as their personal business jet. So it's a massive grifting operation, as you say, right? Yeah, it's a massive grifting operation. And as I say, the Bidens were not ideologically motivated. Hunter was engaged in in criminal and corrupt activities, even in Latin America. I mean, through a company called Eudora Global, controlled by uh, a guy named Jeff Cooper. Hunter and Jeff are the founding partners of this. Jeff Cooper contacts Hunter, I believe, in 2010, saying it's time you and I started working together. Jeff Cooper is well known to the uh, head of the Senate. Uh, he is a Democratic operative from way back when. In fact, Jeff Cooper was offered the job to be uh, Biden's chief of or Obama's chief of staff in his run for president in 2008. My understanding is Cooper didn't think that uh, Obama had a chance, but it doesn't mean that he's not well known. You can anybody watching this show can go look at the visitor logs that were published after the Obama administration. Jeff Cooper is inside the White House on multiple, multiple occasions, both in the West Wing and in the vice president's office. There are photographs of Jeff Cooper with Carlos Slim, uh, the Alamans, who we just heard about a few days ago. It's a family in Mexico. Uh, he's in the photographs. I mean, he, he's yeah. there with them. He's the guy who flies with Hunter on Air Force Two down to Mexico City for a state luncheon with the president of Mexico. And the next stop for them is to head over to Pemex, where they're trying to purchase the offshore oil and gas fields off the Yucatan, uh, ostensibly for Burisma. But really, their, their belief is that the ultimate guys who will be interested in it are the Chinese communists. And the, uh, this is done on Air Force Two. So if I'm going to show up and have a meeting to try and purchase an asset of a state-owned company like Pemex, pretty good way to show up is to be on Air Force Two and uh, 
take a napkin and wipe my lips after sitting next to the president at a state luncheon in my daddy's honor before I go over to broker that deal. The yeah. corruption is off the charts. Uh, many people don't understand that they also own an online gambling operation in Peru called Ocho Rio Gaming. This was uh, set up by Hunter and Jeff Cooper. Hunter travels to almost every country in Latin America, including Colombia, to try and get them to go forward with it. I'm told by a U.S. intelligence asset that in order to get that deal done in Peru, that it was Carlos Slim who paid the bribes to the Peruvian officials to get it done. Uh, I'm guessing quite a few of your viewers have seen Ozarks. Uh, so you understand what the benefits are for having a online gambling operation inside the país uh, del uh, cocaina in Peru. I mean, uh, very easy to launder money in that regard. Uh, I think that some things that people need to understand, the operator of the biolabs in Ukraine was a company called Metabiota. I was one who discovered that uh, uh, over a year ago, mm -hmm. year and a half ago. And one of the things that was very interesting, and, and I say this as a plea for brave people inside the apparatus to come forward, uh, it was two guys from U.S. military intelligence who came to me while we were trying to get our guys out of Afghanistan in August of 21 and gave me a heads up about that. And uh, now it turns out that Metabiota ran all the biolabs in Ukraine. They're owned by a technology incubator called Incutel, which is owned by the CIA, I-N-Q-T-E-L. You can prove that for yourselves on on Wikipedia, you can go to their website. You can see Metabiota is one of their portfolio companies. And recently this summer, because another U.S. intelligence asset came to me and told me where to look, uh, I was able to prove that. And it turns out that Incutel was also, or uh, Metabiota was also a prime contractor inside the Wuhan lab. Uh, working on coronaviruses, gain-of-function experimentation. You now saw last week that the, the Congress wrote a letter to CIA requesting information concerning the meetings between Fauci and CIA, which were trying to divert attention from the reality that CIA was deeply involved in funding all of that. Uh, Metabiota proves it. It's it's all actually terrifying, and I want to impress upon people that the Bidens are bit players in this. It's really the U.S. intelligence services that have covered for them for 30 years. In some regards, I think that Hunter may be may have been looked at by them as an asset, uh, you know, because there's too many coincidences. You've got James Gilliard, the guy who wrote the email, 10% to the big guy. James Gilliard brags in other correspondence about his uh, connection to MI6. Bobolinsky, I am speculating, but most of my speculation has come true, I believe, was an FBI asset with a soul, and that's why I came forward. Your viewers would be interested to know that I heard just two weeks ago and was confirmed just an hour ago 
nobody in the United States Congress has had any contact with Bobulinski in well over a year. I think that there's a lack of interest in really going after the real bad actors, which are inside the alphabets. I have another intelligence asset who's willing to testify and has been willing to for two years. He and I both went to the United States Congress in February of this year. He was one of our guys on a national security letter inside China for 11 years. And uh, he, he escaped in almost a, a Jason Bourne fashion in late 2018. And he realized how dangerous this was, went to two CIA station chiefs in Asia. One of those station chiefs is no longer with us. And uh, in desperation, he then went to Marco Rubio in February uh, of 2019, before Hunter ever lost the laptop. And uh, Marco Rubio at that time was the chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee. They did nothing. All of this needs to be brought to the fore. I find one thing very disturbing that nobody seems to be interested in interviewing me. Nobody seems interested in interviewing the same asset I just spoke of. Uh, it seems to me that they want this to go away. Uh, proof of that is letting the clock run out on almost all of Hunter's charges. I think mm -hmm. that we have to understand the Bidens are not the head of this state. I completely agree. We had some reporting, speaking of Ukraine, that they were testing a lot of these agents on some of the Ukrainian and Georgian soldiers You know, over the last decade. It's, it's been out there if you know where to look as to what's been happening. You know? Very much so. And remember, they had the same uh, uh, labs in Kazakhstan and they had them also in Georgia. And what people have to understand is the creation of these laboratories had a basis and a rational process. It came from a 2005 uh, study on weapons of mass destruction. It's in the open source. You can find it. it's about 500 pages long. And how are we going to deal with this when you get to biological weapons at about page 500? They discuss a program whereby they would take graduate students in biology, virology, they pay for their educations, give them an extra, say, $40,000, $50,000 a year to be ready at a moment's notice to be attached to a two or three man special forces fast team that could be sent to hot spots around the world take viral biological uh, samples and bring them back to Washington, D.C. so that we could react effectively. But like everything else that happened after the Homeland Security uh, laws were passed under the Bush administration, they realized that if they privatized it, the money was unlimited. And that's what they did with Metabiota. I, I think that as time goes forward, people are going to understand that EcoHealth Alliance was the shiny object mm -hmm. that they waved from the flagpole to distract everybody's attention from the real uh, intelligence operation, which was Metabiota. And proof that uh, it is in some regards is that Metabiota was sent to Sierra Leone in 2014 under USAID slash CIA funded program to monitor Ebola, and they utterly failed. I mean, they, they've been castigated by every other scientist involved. Even AP wrote stories about how these people were negligent and people died as a result of their, their incompetence. 
and yet uh, this is 2014, and then you find out that they got hired to run the bio labs in Ukraine. These were all funded through DOD, CIA, uh, with the cover of being a U.S. Department of Agricultural op operation. And surprise, surprise, the uh, company that distributed the funds for this program was Black and Beach. So uh, I think we need to get to the bottom of this. If we don't get to the bottom of the intelligence uh, cooperation and all of this, then I think we're lost. This explains so many things. It explains why 51 intelligence operatives, we use that term loosely, uh, wrote that letter on the 19th of October in Politico. Uh, and as far as I'm concerned, Politico is just the mouthpiece of U.S. intelligence. I would say the same thing of all the other uh, uh, publications right. associated. And I can tell you a story about that from my last trip to Europe where someone basically who was a longtime employee told me that. Well, we're about out of time in this segment, but uh, you have a lot to talk about, Jack. We're going to have you back soon and, and continue the story. But uh, thanks for coming on. All right. Thank you guys very much. And stay in the fight. America's worth it. Take care, my friend. Take care, brother. Yeah, Jack's a wealth of information. Wow. So, yeah. Um, we'll have well Klaus back. is in the green room whenever you whenever you want. Uh, <laughs> yes, we have this breaking video on uh, Brian Kemp's trip or friend in Davos. Go ahead. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to hear it in your pod. You'll own nothing and be happy. Ain't got no cash, ain't got no car. But 24 booster shots in your arm Oh, nothing Be happy You can't even buy shit in the store Because of your low social credit score Oh, nothing Be happy You'll own nothing and be happy. Be happy and eat some bugs. Damn it! A real swarm. Oops, sorry. No, no worries. So, uh, thank you for playing that breaking video. Um, we're going to continue to focus on who our leaders in Georgia are actually working for. Let's bring in Chris. Okay, here we go. Hey guys, Chris, welcome back, Chris. Uh, you, you've got some information on Wisconsin, so go ahead, my friend. Yeah, so we've been working for months now um, in identifying the Smurfs, um, the money laundering networks that have uh, been used by guys like George Soros and Mr. Schwab. Um, we're seeing some pretty interesting results now, um, particularly in Wisconsin. Um, really interesting stuff. We have uh, identified um, that not only Jennifer Justice um, had received a lot of money, but so hasn't the AG there as well. Um, Jennifer Justice is, there's a growing movement there. 
um, in Wisconsin to uh, draft articles of impeachment for her. And we've been um, compiling all of this data on her campaign contributions. And we fully expect that uh, with the information and data that we've been able to obtain, um, that is a very real um, probability at this point. And she is the Supreme Court Justice in Wisconsin who was elected in a surprising victory earlier in the year, correct? That is correct. And entirely funded um, for the most part by massive amounts of money out of state. And it's you know really disturbing when you look at how um, the leftists and the globalists based out of California and all of these other states are um, funding these campaigns in, you know, across America. And this is the type of money that put Alvin Bragg in place. This is the type of money that put Fannie Willis in place. This is the type of money that put uh, Josh Call in place in uh, Wisconsin. And we expect- Warnock. Raphael Warnock in Georgia. And so we, we have some evolving methodologies that we've been using to uh, target these individuals. And it really becomes irrefutable um, where and how the money's coming from. Uh, this week, we, we had some other really interesting news. Um, apparently, George Soros's son, his replacement, announced that they were going to be doing layoffs. So how does a multi-billion dollar enterprise, um, why would they be announcing layoffs? Oh, probably because we caught their methodologies. And so we expect that um, some really interesting things are, are uh, going to continue to occur in Wisconsin. And it is my hope that some good patriots in Georgia um, are gonna take action with the information that we have been compiling for Georgia. In particular, um, Senator uh, Colton Moore this week in Georgia, um, he was drummed out of a, out of a rhino caucus, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that um, it might be very interesting to employ the same methodology that we used um, to uncover all of this uh, misfeasance and malfeasance by the Democrats in Wisconsin and Maryland and Florida and everywhere else in the country against these rhinos now um, across America. We can start in Georgia because we know Kemp, he's, he's been a massive beneficiary of this. And so data, what you're saying is that it's, it's possible. We're going to look and find out that a lot of these rhinos who kicked Colton Moore out of the caucus may have been in getting some Smurf money of their own from stolen identities and, and uh, money laundering uh, through the Soros network. Is that what you're I, saying? I, that's, that's what, that's what it appears to be. Um, you know, we're, we are, we, we have identified that there are people in uh, the Republican party that have been beneficiaries of this type of uh, money laundering network and activity um, in particular Kemp. Uh, so if Kemp was a beneficiary, if the data and the analysis holds true 
from state to state and campaign to campaign, I think we may be able to identify uh, who is financing these political campaigns, because we know it's not Americans or we know it's not um, your rank and file voter because uh, these kleptocrats have uh, done a pretty good job of destroying the economy all across America. So uh, in addition to what I just said, we may find out where the money's coming from to support all of these agendas against the Georgia, people of Georgia and the American people, essentially. That's right. Well, so, you, you keep uncovering these rhinos. We're going to have to buy you a safari jacket and a safari hat, Chris. <laughs> I don't mind. That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. And Chris, what, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, what else should people know and uh, how can they support you? So we are uh, desperately in need of improved technologies and we could really use the help of your viewers to upgrade our computing power because there's all there's a handful of us here who are working and doing this stuff and we we could do a lot more across every state and across every race if we just had a little bit more computing power so if you could uh go to the justice society.com and click on the support us tab and do what you can either as a volunteer or as a contributor so we would really appreciate the help thanks for coming on chris we'll see you next sunday all right thanks a lot todd bye okay. bill bye well i feel like the show just started and it's already over what else <laughs> you got for me bill you know, there's uh, there's likely going to be some interesting things this week. Uh, there are a couple people that are being called to appear before the state election board on Tuesday. Uh, one of them is Richard Jordan, and the other is Jesse Blankenship. In uh, Richard Jordan's case, he is being called uh, to talk about uh, claims that uh, Cherokee County and their election director have made against him that essentially are felonies. And what did he do? Well, the understanding that we have and the evidence that we've shown in previous reporting says he went into a polling place to cast his vote and he asked, how do I confirm what this barcode on my ballot here says? And uh, apparently raised the ire of the folks there and now they want to charge him with felonies. Well, so this will be a chance. Yeah. Yep. And this will be a chance for the state election board to um, go the way of a Fannie Willis and uh, come up with outlandish charges or to look more logically at this, see what really happened and take the proper course, in, at least in uh, my view. So uh, we, we uh, want people aware of that. And we understand a lot of people are going to be attending the state election board meeting on Tuesday to be there in support of these folks that, uh, that need the support and to send the message to the state election board that eyes are on. So that and uh, probably plenty more through the week. So uh, I want to please ask our audience to also check out familyfarmbeefbox.com. They've been a big supporter of the show and they provide amazing meat direct from Nebraska. It's dry aged and there's no mRNA shots. You can be sure your family's getting high quality, very tasty beef of different cuts. Get on their subscription and they'll send you a bunch of different types of meat and you can sit around with your family, your kids, your grandkids, and decide what kind of meat you're going to cook that night and then cook it and have a just, it's a great way 
to bring the family together. And my gosh, the, the taste is amazing. Uh, my wife absolutely loves it. She wants to order more all the time. So familyfarmbeefbox.com is the name of it. Please support our, so, so, you know, the guys who support us to keep the, the show on the air and to bring you all this really high quality information. And with that, Bill, you got anything else? That's it for today. Okay. See you guys next Sunday. Today's no, next Wednesday, 7 o'clock p.m. Next Wednesday. <laughs>